Well, I'm delighted today to welcome everybody on Become New and get to introduce you to an old friend. Uh, in many ways, this is kind of a golden age of people who are Christian or sympathetic with the church doing sociology. And there are folks like Christian Smith and Robert Bella, Robert Wuthnow. Uh, Peter Berger was one of the giants in that field, Michael Lindsay. But today we get to talk to one of them who is actually a really, really good friend and a good friend to become new, and that is Dr. Bradley Wright. He is a sociologist at the University of Connecticut. I first met Brad years ago. I read a review of a book that he had written, Christians are Hateful Hypocrites and Other Myths. And uh, I was so struck by what he had to say that I just uh, contacted him out of the blue, and that led to a friendship. And even though we live on opposite sides of the country, we have kept in touch ever since and gotten to partner on a number of things. So, Brad Wright, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John. It's a real pleasure. It's a lot of fun. And I happen to be on vacation right now, and so you're going to hear roosters in the background. I can guarantee you the tropical foliage and the roosters is not part of the Connecticut landscape. Yeah, I, I didn't think that global warming had uh, made that much <laughs> Looks a lot more like Hawaii to me. The other thing I just want to say from a personal perspective with Brad is, uh, you know, informally, we kind of talk about our community as the Fellowship of the Withered Hand. And uh, in my own life, going through pain and difficulty and brokenness and hardship and confusion, one of the things that I've been so grateful for is knowing with Brad, although he's got a brilliant mind, he has a kind and compassionate heart and a vulnerable spirit where I'm able to share with him. And he's also able to share vulnerably with me. And um, Brad, I think that's what I'm most grateful for. So thank you for uh, your heart. Thank you so much, John. You, uh, you have a gift of bringing out the best in people. And this is just another example of it. Uh, I value our, our friendship so much. Well, that's what we want to talk about today. You know, we're, we're committed to this notion from Dallas Willard that the main thing God gets out of our life is the person that we become. And one of, the, one of your big concerns, Brad, as somebody who's both a follower of Jesus, deeply spiritual person, but also a social scientist, is that in the community of faith, often in churches, Christianity in particular, we hear a lot about here's what you're supposed to do and often feel overwhelmed by that. And sometimes we'll hear about why you're supposed to do it. But there's another word that is maybe the most important word that often gets left out that I'm so glad you bring expertise to. So tell us what's that third word. So what I've been looking at is how to do things or how to make changes. Because as you say, the sermons we hear are fantastic about what we should be doing. The world's such a better place if Christians do more, even more Christian things. Yeah. And we get a lot of why. But the how, maybe not so much. So we're uh, in a series now, and yes, I hear those roosters um, speaking ecstatically, which as a charismatic Christian must fill your heart with joy. Um, uh, we're in a series where we're talking about habits, which really kind of get to the core of that issue of the how. And that I think the Bible actually has a great deal to say about, although it doesn't often use the word, the language of habit. So tell us some about 
how does your work in social sciences, your work around uh, habit formation, and so how can that be helpful to those of us who are listening to you right now as we think about, I would like to be a person who is more loving, who's more truthful, who's more generous, but I'm not sure how to pursue it. So what you just said is absolutely the right question. And that really gets at the heart of the what of Christianity, you know, truthful, Mm -hmm. loving, and so forth. As far as how, a lot of it comes down to behavior change. How do we change what we do? But that could also include what we think, how we act. So if you think of the umbrella category as how do we change our behavior, there's sort of three answers in social science. One, you make the behavior easier. Two, you push, you work harder. And then three, you, um, <clears throat> you increase your motivation to do it. Habits is under the make it easier category. So if we can make some, a behavior, a habit, then it becomes easy. We mm-hmm. do it without much energy and then we can use that energy for other things. So mm-hmm. I brushed my teeth this morning. Uh, my wife is pleased to, to know. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any thought into it. That was basically yeah. it behavior in terms of willpower because it's a habit and so then if we can figure out what's what we want to be as virtue as virtue in our lives make it a habit then it becomes free behavior stuff we just naturally do yeah and so how do you go about doing that you might have an example from your own life or from people that you're working with uh i know you had a uh uh, there was a cover story from uh, you and our friend David Carrion in Christianity uh, today a few years ago about uh, the science of sinning less or some clever title like that. But as folks who are watching this and think, uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, once something becomes habitual, it doesn't require much conscious attention or effort or willpower. But how do I take something that I'm having a hard time doing on a regular basis now and turn it into a habit. How, how do you walk people through that? Or what, what, what is there to learn about that? What I would recommend is a good place to start is the work of uh, a social scientist named BJ Fogg. He's uh, in your neck of the woods and uh, is uh, based in Stanford. And he's come up with this wonderful idea called Tiny Habits. There you go. If you order today, you get a free set of <laughs> steak knives. And it's been popularized by somebody else who repackaged it as Atomic Habits. And uh, the basic idea is that when you try to make a habit, start with a very, very small behavior. Mm-hmm. Make the small behavior habits and then increase the size of the behavior. So BJ Fogg tells a story of his own life where he wanted to start doing push-ups more. Instead of just going as hard as he could each time, he just did two push-ups a day, which for him mm-hmm. was pretty easy. Hmm. And then once that became a habit, he made it three, and then he made it five, then he made it 10. So all too often, I think we suffer from uh, like a, the Nike phenomena of go hard, go for it, just do yeah. it. And that works great for about a week. And then it becomes hard. And then we stop. It's much yeah. better to start really simply and then go from there. So for example, if you want to start memorizing scripture, pick a very short verse and practice it each day for you know two or three times a day for 20 seconds hmm. and do that until it's just so easy it's ridiculous then add another yeah so really i it sounds like then part of the problem is um 
because we want to be deeply transformed, because we want to be dramatically different person, and uh, particularly because we take sin so seriously or try to and want to have it eliminated from our life, we actually set ourselves up for failure by trying to Perfect. bite off more than we can choose and uh, chew and accomplish way too much. And then we get frustrated because I feel like uh, it just does not work. I'm not able to do it. So I give up, uh, give up altogether. So what you're saying really is um, starting small enough so that success is kind of assured is actually critically important and there's kind of a humility to that oh you got every you got so many important ideas all in one uh, synopsis here's a way to think of it rate how difficult a behavior is how difficult it would be to do something from one to ten ten being yeah. all your effort one being you don't even have to think about it we tend to put ourselves in it at about a six or seven when we want to make a big change scale back and make it a two or a three, but mm. stay with it. Uh, so there's an old uh, saying that we underestimate, we overestimate how much we can change in the short term, but underestimate how much we can change in the long term. Mm. I'll g give you a simple example. I want to start doing the Stairmaster uh, as a way to exercise because in Connecticut, it's hard to get cardio uh, during the winter. And so I went there and I went on the slow speed for one minute, which is, I mean, basically climbing a flight of stairs very slowly mm. for a week. But now I'm up to 20 minutes really fast. But huh. it took several months to do that, but I got there. And so just that logic of start small. And it is a humble thing. And the humility is that recognizing behavior is difficult to change. We're very limited, finite creatures. There, there's a, almost a, a pridefulness to thinking, oh, I can just change myself, especially yeah. for those of us who are older. If I've had a behavior that's been a problem for 20, 30, 50 years, I'm not going to change tomorrow. Who do I, you know, that that's just not the way most things work. Hmm. Well, Brad, this is great. I hope we get to talk to you more through this because there's a ton of wisdom. And uh, for everybody who's listening right now, we're going to do a real simple, small habit. And that's just 10 seconds of prayer. So if you're not driving, you can close your eyes. Join Brad and me right now. God, I take this moment to talk with you. I offer you my mind, my heart, and my day. I ask you to lead me. Do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Brad. What a great, what a great application. Thank you, John. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcasts wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.